0: And welcome back to Why This Film, the podcast where we reach back into your childhood, pluck out a movie, give it a rewatch, and have a chat about it. I'm Emily Slade, and welcome back. You watched it so many times before, and now you're gonna watch it again. But it's been so many years since you last saw it, and now you show it to your friends, and they're like, What? What am I watching? Why? The- what, is what? This? Why? what? Why? Why this film?
1: And I'm joined today by Hannah. Hello. Hello, Emily. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. This is well, very excited. I've never done a podcast before.
0: Oh, amazing. Well, <laughs> I'm
1: so happy to
0: introduce you to the wonderful world. And I'm very excited because your chosen movie is 1989's mm-hmm. Uncle Buck, the uh- IMDb breakdown. <laughs> bachelor and all-round slob Buck babysits his brother's rebellious teen daughter and her cute younger brother and sister. So why
1: this film? You know you asked for films from my childhood and this was just one that like sprung to my mind instantly. Um, Big John Hughes fan um, and I just remember being young and seeing I think there must be my parents influence obviously lots of John Candy films mm-hmm. um so I love this one I love Great Outdoors I love Planes Trains and Automobiles um nice. is it space balls or Space something yeah yeah um, <laughs> just love John Candy I just this film cracks me up it's so funny and watching it again as an adult um is very different to when you were a child <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I can imagine. Um, I never really watched this as a child I think it was like on TV once when I was like a teenager yeah. and I think I just watched it because I was like oh John Hughes I should probably tick that yeah. off um, and I I did remember there were a couple moments in it that like stayed with me for the rest of my life so I was really interested to go back to it because right. obviously John Hughes is like iconic yeah. Um. and I was so prepared to have my heart warmed I like sat down and I was like okay so like w- in an hour and a half's time my heart is going to be thoroughly warmed and it's a really really interesting one it's such a great concept yes and I really did enjoy it and it is genuinely funny and it's quite harmless yes. in everything that it does so it's I, the INW breakdown where it's like rebellious teenage daughter. <laughs> when I started watching the movie, I was like, yo, you all need to back up. This girl yeah. is not rebellious. She's <laughs> calling her parents out quite validly yeah. on some shitty behavior. Um, but then as soon as Buck arrives, she does start being a massive bitch. <laughs> and she's like, so silly. Oh, God, she's so horrible. <laughs> like she's actively horrible. Yeah. And Uncle Buck is so lovable that you're like, she is the villain of this piece. Like, yes, yeah, she is. the <laughs> protagonist is the most hated? And then you've got the sort of um oh they're they're not brat pack, but they're like iconic child actors of Gabby Hoffman yeah, and Macaulay Gabby Culkin Austin, yeah um you know you're safe with those two and they're just they're just adorable in this you can totally see why they had careers as children and they're Absolutely. very very funny um and very sweet so it really is the relationship between the eldest teenage daughter and Buck so when you yeah. watch this as a kid were you Affiliating yourself with—is her name Tia?
1: Yeah, or I don't think so. I think I remember. Not really. Not really. I think as an adult, I saw her storyline very different. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the bit with the in the bowling alley with the guy kind of hitting on her, and she's so strong and tough, and just like I'm not interested, back off, sort of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: it, she goes to that house party, and she's really vulnerable with. Uh, a boyfriend, uh, a, a bug, isn't it? Bug, <laughs> um, yeah. And you realise actually she's being, as an adult, you realise she's being pressured into having sex and she's really uncomfortable right. and she doesn't want to be here. I don't think as a child I clicked onto any of that. I think no. as a child I was like, oh, she's so horrible. She's being so horrible to Uncle Burke. Yeah. I was very much on team, um Macaulay Corkin and Gabby Hoffman, I can't remember their names. Yeah, definitely. Um, Miles and Maisie. I was Maisie, that's right. Yeah, I was definitely probably around that age when I watched it um right I was I was born in 88 so I didn't watch it when it first came out um Mm -hmm. but yeah I was around that age the first time I watched it so I was definitely on their team of just finding Uncle Buck amazing and fun and when he makes that giant pancake and those things as a kid I absolutely loved yeah it's it's true John Hughes magic like absolutely
0: is such an interesting character, where he's that classic, established as this like gambling, cheating, yeah. <laughs> layabout bozo, and then the second he's confronted with a nine-year-old, he's like, "I will <laughs> die for you." Yes, um, and he's so wonderful. And like you're right, as an adult, as a child, I remember things like when he's like, I have a, a mate in the police who can tell whether your toothbrush has just been run under the tap yeah. or whether you've actually brushed your teeth. And Gabby Hoffman's like, guess we're going to have to actually start brushing your yeah. teeth. As a child, I was like, oh, I relate. Oh <laughs> but as an adult, you're like, that's adorable. And the main, the main sort of theme of the movie is this idea that Tia, the, the teenager, feels like... Uh, she has no relationship with her parents. Mm -hmm. She's very scathing of them. They clearly don't have time for their children. They've moved to a new house because of their jobs and they're not keeping up to date with any of their children's activities or interests. And they've not considered them in any choices and decisions that have been happening. And then Uncle Buck comes and is the complete opposite in that he's incredibly (laughs) overbearing and protective of her and knows what she's up to almost 24 seven, yeah. uh, which of course she initially rejects, but then obviously she learns that actually all she ever wanted was someone who cared about her in that way. And they form yeah. a wonderful relationship. It's very, very near the end. Like um, I had like 20 minutes left of the movie. And I was like, fucking hell, like Tia needs to fucking change her attitude because we've <laughs> Lisa, got 20 minutes till the credits and they're still not friends. Like yeah. what's going to have to happen? Like something incredibly drastic is going to have to happen. And actually it's not, Really, that drastic the thing that is no, the he, catalyst.
1: He what does he? Do? It was a slightly drastic. He he gags her boyfriend and puts him in the boot <laughs> of his car. The event is that sort
0: of the boyfriend breaks up with her, or, or it's implied yeah. that he cheats on her with this other woman. Yeah, but Uncle Buck's reaction to that is to kidnap
1: it's, him it's, and yeah, to drill he gets his axe out of the car, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> we'll bury the hatchet. So good.
0: You know, <laughs> it's so good he um he's so funny and I think what it's again classic John Hoos it's really difficult because people were like does it hold up is it really dated is it really dated and I was like it's not dated it's dated yeah. in that like the you get the hijinks from the fact that Buck's girlfriend rings the house rings the landline and t- yeah, yeah and manages to like lie to her that wouldn't happen today because everybody has mobile phones Um, but it's actually quite harmless and charming with everything else I guess you if you had to sort of say something negative about it it's the sort of um oh the silly teenager that doesn't know anything and she's got this awful boyfriend and blah 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 and it's quite basic
1: um that classic isn't it he writes exactly writes these slightly complex teenagers that's like yeah
0: and when you hear that um tia was meant to originally be played by winona Ryder. like you can totally
1: see that yeah um and i was reading uncle buck there was um at one point, Jack Nicholson was going to be Uncle Buck. Can you imagine how bizarre Can't would that have, be? That would have been like psychotic Uncle Buck.
0: Exactly, like it, like John Candy raising an axe from his boot and threatening your boyfriend is one thing. Jack Nicholson doing <laughs> Jack
1: Nicholson. it, you're like, <laughs> I, I
0: actually, <laughs> yeah, fear for my life. um Jim Carrey as well, like that's, he's sort of too wiry and ecstatic, I wouldn't buy that he's this sort of bozo character with Jim Carrey, he's not
1: slobbly enough, do you know what I mean? And I just see, I'm just on IMDb now, uh, Danny DeVito and Tom Cruise, no chance. Tom Cruise? No Tom Cruise what was he, like 15 in
0: 1989? Yes. <laughs> no way. Julie, that's very bizarre. I honestly can't see anyone but John Candy. That's He's lovely. got that brilliant um, line that he walks of being, like, annoying and lovable. lovable. yeah, 100%. And he does it so well. Um one of the more famous scenes from this movie is when Macaulay Culkin first meets him in the kitchen, and he, they have a little interrogation. Questions. Scene. <laughs> it's so funny, and like it really does show both of them to be the like comedic stars that yeah. they were. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this movie's full of that. It's full of these lovely little comedy moments, and there was nothing about it f- sitting here in 2021. That I was like, ooh, about like, there right. really wasn't. It was, it was all quite
1: fine. Which yeah. I, I, I think yeah. Your family, there are moments that, um, as a child go over your head. Well, I rewatched it, and it's the bit with, um, he's just got into the house and he's trying to work the washing machine, and the neighbor comes over to not knowing that the parents are out of town to call on the mum to go for lunch. And he's in the laundry room banging this washing machine because he can't get it open. And he's shouting, I'm going to put my load in you whether you like it or not. And it's like laden with sexual innuendo. (laughs) And he's like smashing rhythmically against the machine. And this woman outside, is, oh my gosh, she's being attacked. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. As a child no concept of what's going on there at all but as an adult I was in hysterics like yeah hilarious it's very mature considering it's like
0: what a PG yes. yeah it, oh no it's a 12
1: is it according
0: to IMDB but oh. I'm not sure because it surely this is for. Kids, but Sometimes
1: then you're right it's like on TV in the middle of the
0: day yeah exactly but there's so many moments that would definitely was one I imagine and like that's quite a lovely bit that like it would just go over the heads of children and yeah. they'd be like haha the neighbor's worried because there's a stranger in the house yeah when as an adult you're like oh <laughs> and what I loved about it was how quickly it gets resolved it's like so I quick hate yeah. when these things drag on yeah. and she's like who are you talking dirty to and he was like the washing machine <laughs> um she she's a bit of a stereotype character like again John Hughes tends to fall back on certain archetypes to tell storylines that involve less stereotypical characters so it's kind of okay but she was the classic sort of like lonely divorced neighbor who is just after a man and (laughs) she causes the tension between Buck and his girlfriend which um was a little tiresome but then it paid off so well in the end when they get back together and buck is yeah. like willing to settle down although i don't know if i'd believe that a week looking oh, after his enough. nieces and yeah. nephews would change him that drastically
1: yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> i think some women spent 30 or 40 years trying to change a man i think a week is <laughs> <yeah>. unrealistic perhaps <laughs> yeah
0: a little bit um yeah, so that's that was really interesting. He's he's a funny character. And like on IMDB it it suggests Uncle Buck like a nineteen thirties TV programme about oh, uh, a bit darker, yeah. about um, a man who has to, who becomes the carer to his nieces and nephews after their parents die in a car crash, and it was like a TV show, and it it looks just sort of like your classic sitcom. Um, so I wonder if that was inspiration for this movie. I, it's not written anywhere that it was, but it, it's, it's impossible
1: it to, to separate. Like sort of, um, similar sort of storyline, doesn't it? Yeah, it.
0: very much so. Um, but yeah, it's, it is bizarre. And I mean, the opening to this movie as well is a conversation about like, you said shit twice. Oh, get out of my face. Shut up. And it's like very very realistic conversation that siblings have um I don't know if it was an attempt to be sort of anti that
1: uh perfect family
0: yeah the perfect family kind of thing um but it hits you right in the face with that sort of (laughs) attitude that sort of (laughs) continues throughout the movie um yeah it's really funny because the whole character of Buck is that he's not actually a bad
1: guy and no. that's sort
0: of the joke, like he, the way he like um, gets
1: rid of the the drunk clown. That's that's like, oh my gosh, that you know what I was thinking about about belts. Like, I've got to mention the drunk clown <laughs> And he punches him in the face and he springs back up again. <laughs> There's a few moments in this movie that have a real
0: bizarre um slapstick element to them, but yeah. like almost cartoonish. Yes. The clown is one where he's established that he's got this like Ear, er, er, nose <laughs> and he like punches him and he does he springs back <laughs> up like a sort of punching bag <laughs> um and there's another moment where John Candy himself gets booted through the door and he like flies back to this sort of dramatic music and crashes to the floor like yes. very like unrealistic moments of film within yes. this otherwise quite realistically so filmed. Nice big yeah. so really odd choices there
1: yeah I was thinking thinking about the um the washing machine bit um again like noticing things I wouldn't have done when I watched it before when he when he comes out of that room there's a there's a very cartoon kind of whoosh noise yes. as he like comes around the door like a like it's yeah. it's diegetic and it's completely out of the realm of normality it's like say very cartoonish slapstick
0: yeah, it's really strange. And I wonder because it's not constant. It's just every now and then that they make these choices. And it's it's quite episodic mm. as well, the movie. It's sort of oh, today's Macaulay Culkin's birthday. And yeah. today is the day that T is going to a party and like there's just sort of no The continuous storyline is really the overarching themes of the relationship between Uncle Buck and the children. But it's done through such episodic moments just to sort of prove that Uncle Buck is a good guy. Like I loved when he went into Maisie's school um, and we got the idea that she goes to this sort of incredibly uptight, bizarre school where this (laughs) cranky old woman is like, Maisie Russell is a dreamer and he's like she's six and he's, yeah. she's like we gotta stamp him out young and then he like has a go at this woman but before that we got like a five minute segment of him realising that he's smoking a cigar in the corridors yeah. goes into the <laughs> toilets to try and put it out <laughs> sees the urinals and how small they are and then like attempts to have a piss Down. <laughs> yeah and it's just like a really bizarre bit of like physical comedy where I'm like
1: what why why is this happening well, what does he say when it gets in there I was absolutely howling she's got a giant wart on her face isn't yeah. she yeah. and it says something like hi I'm buck melanoma nice to meet you wart yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <Yeah. laughs> ridiculous Like Austin Powers when he yeah, it's like straight out
0: of that full on Austin Powers moment. (laughs) And then right at the end, he's like, "Here's a quarter. Go downtown and get a rat to gnaw that thing off your
1: face." (laughs) It's like fucking hell. Maybe that makes it a bit dated because Um, I don't know if one can mock one's mole anymore. Yeah, it's it's that and the sort of um. I mean,
0: the whole way Buck handles the situation with the boyfriend, I find it, I usually find it quite tiresome whenever it's like, hey teenage girl don't wear that skirt so short your um men are he literally says he's like you can't trust that boyfriend because all he wants is one thing I should know because that used to be me and I really hate that trope because it's it goes back into that sort of like hey how about we teach men not to rape while rather than women to cover themselves up um but like it's very generalized and it's very sort of like well it, it, we shouldn't just accept that m- boys are shitty. Like we should be teaching them to be better. And um, that's possibly quite a woke thing to come into the film industry with because it's so much easier to just be like, you can't wear that. Yeah. Don't go out with him. And obviously he is a dick Um, by the end of the movie.
1: So
0: but um, a dick that is quite funnily very frightened. And
1: very frightened of my Buck. reasonably
0: Buckley. so, because <laughs> when he's threatening him with the hatchet, he's just like a little bit we- wary. And then when he <laughs> drills shabby. into the room,
1: come and have another look at it. I want to show you. And the boyfriend <laughs> yeah.
0: goes, oh, come oh, closer.
1: I'll go inside. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and then yeah, and then he literally gags and bounds him and throws him in the trunk yeah, of his car, which is. God.
1: And that's what him and Tia end up bonding over. Because I remember yeah. in the back of the car, he's telling her, she's she's in the car and he's telling her what happened. And she's just laughing hysterically. <laughs> yeah. All the things he's done to this boy that a couple of days ago she would have died for. Yeah. And she's laughing so hard at the fact that Buck has um, launched golf balls at him and <laughs> threatening with an axe. And that's a very dad move, I feel.
0: <laughs> a very dad move. And like... Yeah, I, 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 it's interesting because the the people n- that needed to learn this lesson were the parents, but they're absent for the entire yeah, movie. Yeah. But then it's it's sort of understandable because you know they're they're adults, they're busy, and they they realize the are of their eight ways and. It actually has a really sweet payoff. And as an adult, I think it hit me a lot more than if I had been a child when the parents return home and the mom who'd had this whole argument with Tia, um, so sick of her attitude, like her father's just had a heart attack and Tia is like, I'd have a heart attack too if you moved away from me. I did say that. Ooh. Really horrible things. And she walks back into the house after however long she'd been away. And Tia's just standing in the hallway and she goes up to her and like hugs her. And the mum's face is just like in shock. And Tia's like, I love you. And I was like welling up. I was like, this is so earned. Like as someone who was a teenage daughter with a mum, yeah. like there's so much here. There's so much There's so much weight here to this moment. And it's all, and it is because Tia had to learn a valuable lesson. And the, and the mum said like, it's going to be different now. It's going to be better now. And it's really quite sweet. And it, it was, was because moment, it? her boyfriend was bound and gagged in Buck's car. Like, it's just a bit
1: I mean, funny how they
0: get to that point. <laughs> <where> she's like, <laughs> yeah. I accept that I've been kind of shitty and I realise now that I need to respect my parents a bit more. Um, but it is very, very heartwarming, that moment.
1: Yeah, it's lovely. It's a lovely end to the film. And it's nice that... Um... Actually, nothing changed in their relationship. It wasn't a, a film about Tia he and her mum's relationship. It was her mum being away mm. that changed the relationship. I think that's quite interesting. It's, it's Uncle Buck, the, the man that mum hates and cut out of the wedding pictures and doesn't want him around her children because of this, that and the other. It's him that fixed the relationship.
0: Yeah, it is. It's really... That's really heartbreaking Where he's looking through the wedding albums yeah, and he and realizes he's been like folded over In all the pictures
1: It's really quite heartbreaking And, and, and before it, that he had, <laughs> This bit makes me laugh so much When he's, eating, he's sitting on the sofa Watching uh, infomercials and stuff and He's eating these crisps and they're all over him And he just picks up the hoover and hoovers <laughs> his chest
0: <laughs> Honestly I was like
1: Life hack <laughs> oh, Amazing it's genius <laughs>
0: Um and when he first enters the house as well, God, I I this was so funny. He like picks a plate, a decorative plate off the side yeah. on the cabinet, and he's like, oh wow, and you know he's gonna drop it. He's like, oh, yeah. that's pretty. And he drops it, but it doesn't break. And he picks it up and he turns it over and he goes, Oh, unbreakable. So then he <laughs> slams it against the piano and it shatters into a million pieces. And you're like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it was just really funny and all of the comedy was sort of like that that sort of tiptoeing yeah. unexpected comedy and he's got this car that like explodes oh every time Can't it goes anywhere. oh
1: my gosh so funny
0: um but yeah the the pancakes that you mentioned earlier like as soon as they were on screen I was reminded of them like they're iconic he's using this like snow shovel <laughs> to, like making like these- And Macaulay Culkin's face when he walks in and sees what ends up being like a platter of sausages piled high with these pancakes, the size of like a small house, like balloons everywhere. Like it's just amazing. And Macaulay Culkin is in like heaven.
1: (laughs) It's so cute. I think that's as a child watching it, that's probably the thing I took away from it like i want giant pancakes on my birthday Mum. sort
0: it out literally like can you imagine you'd have like not even half of one and you'd be like i'm done i'm
1: out (laughs) and that was that was the best bit of his birthday he had those all those balloons, the pancakes all the big breakfast at a brilliant time and then the bit that his mum his mum had organized this um clown um, because uncle buck makes he says in the dialogue very clearly like oh um, mum sorted this out mum sorted this out is terrible and an absolute um disaster because he turns yeah. up half for a bachelorette party um and that and that's the ruined bit so again it's just john hughes dropping those like uncle buck is actually the best thing to ever happen to them definitely them
0: brought in. <laughs> and and like all the kids Get a version of that. So Macaulay Calkins yeah. was the clowns. And again, when watching it, John Hughes is so clever at painting such um, in depth pictures that I could totally imagine the mom opening the door to that, if she'd have been there and just sort of accepting it and just being yes. like, oh, well, you know, he's the best in town, so yes. we better have him um, and not sort of upsetting the status quo. And again, if she'd been in the meeting with the headmistress about Maisie, yes. she'd have just sort of been like, oh, okay, we'll stop her dreaming and we'll yes. stop her asking questions um, kind of thing. Whereas Buck wasn't afraid to like shake things up obviously for the better and it's it's
1: really really well written and it's really sweet it's so grand it's it's just uh, I just love John Hughes films and um I think he's so great in what he writes um he's come back around quite nicely with like the the moral at the end of it he always writes something that's got a little moral something to learn from it yeah Um,
0: definitely um and like timeless like obviously, yes. like in a time, but but very much timeless in terms of the themes and the characters and the jokes, which yes. is very difficult to do nowadays. Even Disney, uh, um, who used to be the king and queens of timelessness, are struggling to not get meta and modern with their movie. Yes. Um, whereas John Hughes is always just. Um, I mean, all, all of those sort of 80s family wannabe blockbusters are timeless in that they're just, oh. a, a, they just appeal to everyone and they're, they're generally unproblematic and heartwarming. And yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, go on, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. I was, I was just going to um, say that John Candy, I mean, I see him every year in Home Alone, but this, I never, yeah. I've never really seen him carry a movie. Um, before Mm. and he he does it so
1: well he does it so well and um if you enjoyed Uncle Buck I would definitely recommend um Great Outdoors if you haven't seen it Mm. um that's Uncle Buck and Dan uh, Uncle Buck uh, it's John Candy (laughs) and Dan Aykroyd um leading it two very best friends from childhood two very very different families of one quite uptight and one quite relaxed and they go on this um summer holiday vacation thing to the great outdoors and they stay in a cabin um and I mean John Candy's jet skiing or on the air (laughs) jet skiing um there's a really funny there's a bear there's raccoons it's really funny it's 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 a good John Candy like carrying a film again yeah Um, in that one that's really good as well if you enjoyed this one
0: yeah I do need to see I've not really entered into that era of and that genre of movie like i've never seen planes trains and automobiles
1: either. oh my god the funniest things i've ever yeah. seen <laughs> I've, such a weird sense of humor like not weird just a, like a stupid stuff mate. like really silly yeah. is my humor so that's what i love austin powers yeah um, and i love these john candy things and things like super bad and step brothers like just silly mm-hmm. silly comedy yeah Um, so John Candy's perfect for that and I love 80s films as well I think that's mostly what I watched growing up in the 90s yeah Uh, watched a lot of 80s films so yeah they stick with me
0: no definitely and this one's I think everyone's at least heard of Uncle Buck if not seen it and as you say it's on television all the time Um, little pre Home Alone Macaulay Culkin like I think this got him the job in Home Alone Um, right when he's um when Shanice Buck's girlfriend visits and he's interrogating her through the letterbox I think John Hughes got the idea from that to then go on to do yeah yeah um but no you're right it is it is just like a fun silly family movie and family very much so in that there are mature moments and there are like more adult conversations and and themes that are not they don't talk down to kids they embrace kids and let them in um and yeah I just I like not to sound old but like I don't think we get movies like this anymore
1: you know I think that all the time I think we don't get (sighs) I don't know. Maybe I'd call them like Sunday afternoon films. They are but, Sunday afternoon films. That's exactly Just what they are. Morning, lovely, no issue. Like no kind of problematic areas. Yeah, um, and we don't really get so much of that anymore. No, and maybe it's because we haven't got the actors to pull that. I don't know. We haven't got a John Candy anymore. There isn't like a a lovable uncle. Okay. there's
0: got to be somewhere i think they're just not getting them work because i think what it's a case of is hollywood you know uncle buck it may have been based off of this 1930s sitcom whatever fundamentally it's an original concept there's no prequel there's no sequel there's no franchise it's a one off movie that's a vehicle for john candy um who learns to grow up and is lo- like teaches the children that he's with to grow up as well. And whereas now, if someone was like, I've got this idea for a one off movie, um it's going to be a silly, fun comedy vehicle for a comedian actor, they'd be like, no, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah, we can't
1: merchandise that, we can't, yeah. we can't make that. money we, off of we that. We can't have a TV series, we can't have a theme park ride, we can't yeah. have this.
0: Like, like it's like who's yeah. going to watch that and they're like everyone and they're like no no like maybe we're starting to see it more with animation mm-hmm. um like the mitchells versus the machines came to netflix recently and and that was very very good and it felt very family movie yeah.
1: um but we don't really get it in live action anymore no there was um was it yesterday Um, with Jennifer Garner recently and that just tanked like that just uh, oh yeah it was straight to Netflix and that was like this sort of thing family fun um not too dramatic and it just tanked
0: yeah I remember seeing the adverts for that and initially because a lot of the marketing was around how Jennifer Garner was afraid of roller coasters and goes on a roller coaster in the movie and I was like that seems like a fun concept and then I watched more trailers and I was like (laughs) there's nothing wrong with these parents. Yeah. They're just very sensibly and reasonably keeping their children safe. Like, yeah. And yet they're called into the school where these teachers are like, your children hate you. And it's like... <sighs> at the end of the day, that's none of your business. (laughs) So I don't let my son launch fireworks off the roof. I think that's quite sensible, actually, from a parental (laughs) figure point of view. And yet they're they're instead allowed to have this like day where they say yes to everything. And again, like, is there a budget on that? And I know it's just meant to be a silly concept, but it was harder for me to accept it as an adult. Whereas John Candy as Uncle Buck dad's out of town for work that's established very early on the parents have a very poor relationship with their children they forgot when his hockey game was they forgot when that was they're not home because they're working all the time so tia has to babysit a lot that's established in the opening scene and then the mum, the dad has a heart attack so she has to go back to where they've recently just moved from to be with her father during this time of him having a heart attack And so it's all very reasonable, well thought out reasons as to why this stuff is happening to allow Uncle Buck to come in and have these family silly hijinks and then learn a a heartwarming message at the end. Like, what's the heartwarming message that was taken away from yesterday? Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's what um, what... the 14
0: year old have fireworks on the roof. Like, no, that's not going to happen um so I'd be interested to watch it just to compare but you're absolutely right in the sense that I don't think anybody did actually watch it in the end and no. even just watching more than one trailer I was immediately put off it um so yeah and I, I don't know if it was based on a book or anything but yeah you're absolutely right it's um and every now and then you get a sort of there was a like a King Arthur type movie a few years back and yeah, yeah. Um, the house with the clock in its walls with Jack Black and Helen, Helen Mirren, but again, it doesn't look like something <coughs> an adult would be able to
1: watch as well. Just very sort of aimed at children. Um, it
0: was, it was the house
1: and the clock in the walls was had that fantasy element to it. Um, yeah. I'm I'm missing these like realistic portrayal of real life mm. that isn't. Um, isn't uh, melodramatic or isn't over the top comedy or this this Uncle Buck? I think it's such a niche um, niche genre that we p- just maybe maybe we've just changed and this isn't realistic now in twenty twenty one that these things would happen. <laughs> um, perhaps that's what it is. Perhaps we all need fantasy. To life is so crap. We all we all need. <laughs> yeah. Something realistic.
0: yeah, and it's it's you know John Hughes especially would tap into that very. Um, you know, it was always sort of white, middle-class, suburban
1: American. one of the kind of most multicultural places, not multicultural, but definitely mixed cultural places, Chicago is. Um, (laughs) Big black community in in Chicago. And all these films (laughs) are set in Chicago. Yeah, not (laughs) in a John Hughes movie.
0: (laughs) It's funny, isn't it? Um, And I think it's now that people are trying to tell more different stories stories I guess and more different narratives and different walks of life and that sort of thing that's not to say that this genre shouldn't belong shouldn't exist anymore um the and
1: McGregor was it the island Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson they put all this money into for this original sci-fi um movie that's going to do this that and then it completely and utterly bombed I don't think yeah. it even made back the money that they spent And it seems like that was a bit of a a, a turning point Mm. in the decline of this original movie making, I feel like.
0: Definitely. And like it was probably alongside a couple others because we've had sort of trends and ebbs and flows. And then obviously, well, I mean, 2000, 2001 started the superheroes. 2008, Iron Man happened. Mm. And it's been cinema's
1: changed marvel and yeah. disney Pretty just much. absolutely um control the market don't they
0: yeah i'm so bored of them yeah. oh my gosh i just watched them a long time ago um, um i got to end game and i was like the end, the end. and they're yeah, like do end. you want to watch wandavision i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> or
1: mandalorian
0: that's the other yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. so sick of like all of these franchises and it's funny isn't it how the sort of marketable, franchisable things from the 80s are coming back.
1: Yes, but these
0: sort of movies are getting forgotten. I didn't even realise this was 1989. I, I was like, I was like, oh, it's going to be like 1990 or 91. Yeah. It just has that feeling, that sort of, and I've not seen it, uh, Mrs Doubtfire feel. Oh
1: my God, it's one of my favourites.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. <gasps> oh my
1: yeah, God, you're I, yeah. I Williams, massive... absolutely class yeah Uh, he's on his a-game in that film absolutely genius amazing
0: i i love jumanji um but again it took me a few years to watch that and then yeah they they brought back jumanji
1: i've refused to watch it because i love the original yeah that's fair in my childhood holds a bit of a special place of this wonderful Mm -hmm. film and uh, yeah I couldn't watch the remake as soon as I heard it was going to be a video game and included The Rock I was like now I'm, <laughs> I'm out
0: that's completely valid um I have to say I I quite enjoyed it um you- because it it's almost a sequel um wow. interestingly they um I mean spoilers I just, for I, Jumanji yeah, could
1: watch the um the trailer or the the, maybe the first five minutes and I was like nope I'm cheating on myself yeah Yeah, the game the game is
0: washed up and um on the beach like it is at the end of the first movie and somebody picks it up and it sort of lays in this corner of somebody's bedroom realizes it's not going to get played so turns itself into like an old console um and then someone is able to get sucked into the into the video game. So then you're in the world of Jumanji rather than the world of Jumanji coming to you, you go to the world of Jumanji. Okay. Um, and it's, I think, because of that reason, because it's so different, you can separate it from the original and still enjoy the concept. But yeah, I think the sort of likes of Uncle Buck have really, really it's sort of died a, out. Yeah,
1: it's such a shame. Um, hmm. I'm trying. I'm racking my brain trying to think, has there been anything in this sort of similar sort of because the whole um family member kind of maybe rejected family member coming in to the family to babysit that's quite a um used story isn't it and mm. um, we get that quite a lot in stuff yeah. um I can't I think of it, it how- my heart recently
0: yeah and like something that you never get these days I love this movie is an hour and 40 minutes and you learn everything you need to learn in the first 10 minutes and it's all wrapped up neatly and it doesn't talk down to you and it's just efficient storytelling and I'm so sick now of movies being like two hours long two and a half hours long when they don't need to be Um, because as I say we learn everything we needed to learn from those characters in the first seven minutes of the movie And nowadays you have movies where you learn nothing about the characters and they've been on screen for 40 minutes. And you're like,
1: oh, why do I care? I
0: remember (laughs) going to
1: see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, Mm. years ago. And I love Tarantino and I love Leo. Oh, my God. In a (laughs) very different way. Um, And I was very, very excited. um, And I just remember coming out just being like, I don't think anything happened. Yeah, we for nearly three hours, and I don't, <laughs> I couldn't tell you what the film is about. Yeah. I know Charite the murder is kind of the over, kind of the running under storyline, but I genuinely couldn't tell you what just happened. <laughs> it it really just felt off. like nearly three hours of Leo and Brad being Leo and Brad, just and that was it. Up. Yeah, yeah, nothing particularly happened.
0: It's so funny.
1: It's so funny. I like the, like you were just saying, the idea of this Uncle Buck being a compact storytelling experience. It's neat. We get all that exposition in seven minutes. We know everything and it's wound up nicely at the end. Mm. No cliffhanger, hang around for film number two we're making next month. Like Ghostbusters. We're going to make another one as soon as we've finished filming this one. None of that kind of... Bullshit. It's all just wound up. And that's what a film should be, isn't it? It's supposed to be hour and 40 minutes, hour and a half of escapism. And it should all be wound up. You should be able to kind of finish watching the film and be like, ah, that was sad. That was lovely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, literally. It's wound uh, up in motion
1: and move on with your life.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I miss movies
1: being short. <laughs> mm. I do. I do. I miss my um my son, he's only 18 months old, but he absolutely loves Moana. Oh. And it's wonderful. I don't mind watching it twice a day. It's, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> and I always we get to the point where they're sort of about to um attack Takar or whatever it is at the end. I'm mm-hmm. like it's only been on 10 minutes. It's nearly finished. Like, it's yeah. a really nicely kind of short, wound up film done. Lovely. Yeah. We need.
0: Exactly. Bring, but I think, honestly, I think there should be a, a law in Hollywood. If the screenplay comes through and it's longer than an hour and 45 minutes, you need to <laughs> come in and justify why it yeah. needs to be that long. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Or we are so <laughs> hyped to it because no one has got three hours to sit around watching a film anymore we're all very busy no,
0: exactly and less like you're condensing war and peace like you need to give a bloody <laughs> yeah. good reason as to why this goes over the hour 45 mark <laughs>
1: like it's just indulgent otherwise that's it what is. I felt about Leo and Brad I was like I feel like this is just indulgent for you yeah like you're just gassing off your acting chops for Three hours mm-hmm. to absolutely no resolution, like, yeah. nothing has come from this
0: literally. But yeah, anything else to say about Uncle Buck?
1: I'm, I'm really glad I picked it. I know you asked for a couple and I sent you loads, um, but I'm really glad we went with this one, um, because it's just and I really loved watching it again, kind of in mm. prep for coming on. It's just such a it just makes me laugh, and that's all yeah. I really look for in a film. I don't really watch horrors or anything. Thrillers mm. sometimes. But I just want something that makes me laugh, and this is top five make me laugh films.
0: Yeah, it's so sweet. It's so charming, and it's so easygoing. And it's you know you could stick it on in the background, or you can stick it on on a Sunday afternoon.
1: Um, you can show it to everyone. Like it's just great. Yeah, timeless. I'm big eighties film fan. So bring back the eighties.
0: amazing thank you so much for coming on this was really fun thank you for having me i really enjoyed it thank you thank you thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time on widest film bye